This podcast is a production of Empower Podcasting Company. Empower Podcasting offers accessible podcasting production services for nonprofit organizations and purpose-driven individuals and businesses. Starting a podcast doesn't need to be an uphill battle. Let Empower Podcasting help you make your podcast a reality. Learn more at www.empowerpodcasting.com. Hi, I'm Najee. Thanks for tuning in to Boom XZ. We are a group of uh, women um, from different generations, hence you get the Boom XZ. Um, I think I'm Z, but I, I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. Hi. And we have a few different topics we want to be talking about tonight. Hi, my name's Lavita Neal. I am entrepreneur, a mother, a wife. I'm always in it to win it. Um, yeah, get to know your girl. I'm here, excited to be here. We are talking about generational wealth and uh, stemming from that and Cecilia Goltz. Okay, my name is Cecilia Ann and I am the um, founder of BoomXZ and also the founder and executive director of Start Anew. I also have a company called Sisters Empowered that I do with Najee. Um, we're brought to you by Empower Podcasting Company, so check them out. And like Vita said, we are going to be talking about generational wealth tonight because first of all, the first question is, what is generational wealth? So generational wealth to me is building a legacy for your children. It can be tangible. It can, it's it's leaving them assets that they could live off of um, and actually building financial stability for them. White folks do it all the time. We need to get educated on building generational wealth. I, I literally, I'm new to this. I'm literally looking into building general wealth for my children. Uh, investment, stock markets, uh, insurance, uh, entrepreneurship, things of that nature. It, what do you, what do you? It can also be education, contacts, or opportunities that benefit the next generation. And yeah, so, and home ownership is a common way of creating generational wealth. It can help, generational wealth helps families preserve, grow, or transform their wealth over time. And I know a lot of my friends think that home ownership is too much because they have to take care of the yard after snow, do the snow removal, depending on where you live. But they also fail to realize that the landlord that you're paying that $1,500 a month rent to, you're building generational wealth for his kids in the future. So where you still went, from my understanding in Minnesota, even when you're renting an apartment now, you're paying for, you, you're paying them utilities. Only thing you're not paying for is probably the snow removal and whatnot. And in Minneapolis, water takes care of the trash. What do you think, Najee? I'm, I think generational wealth um, can be created for your children and your your kids, kids, and great, great, greats. It can be created through several different things. Um, it can be land. It can be acquired. Um, it can be money. It can be acquired through valuable things. Like, I know my grandma's leaving me and the other grandkids 
um, a few different things when she passes away to that'll be started on like state quarters and stuff. So I think that generational wealth is just a few different things and can be taken accumulated and taken multiple different ways like me personally I want to leave my kids land and money um I know my mom wants to leave her grandkids land and money so maybe I'll have to leave my grandkids land and money if my kids are already gonna have land and money through her um but yeah I even even generational wealth I think it can be credit wise as well you know there's a bunch of people who will add their kid as an authorized user on a credit card and that's already getting their credit started out. So by the time that they turn 18, they already have a 700 or 800 credit score if the parents are responsible enough to make sure that their kids have a great credit score too. So I think gener- genera- generational wealth can be <laughs> can be made uh, accumulated multiple different ways. And I plan on doing a lot of stuff for my kids too. My kids are still young, so I, I have them. Years to go to make sure that by, I want to say 16, that my kids can at least get are started on a path towards adulthood that's going to put them in a way to be successful. No, I was going to say, I did read that also or heard it somewhere about, you know, putting your kid as an authorized user on the credit card. But I think the credit card got to get used too to, um, you know, to make for it to hit the credit bureaus because it's in that person's name. So if the kid could go out there and uh, charge something, but I think also that little chime card that they got for kids that they didn't have that when I had my kids, but I think that's another good way. But people right now today, while we're talking about generational wealth right now, because like LaVita said, white people do this, but yeah. We're acting like it's something new, but this has been around since biblical times. Solomon said that a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. So that is the reason why I'm not leaving my kids anything. So, well, you know, so many of us, I mean, we weren't left uh, with general wealth and the knowledge of what general wealth is. Um, So today with just educating ourselves on the different ways to build general generational wealth. Um, you know, maybe like real estate insurance, like learning the different tools. That's what I'm getting educated on now is the insurance policies, you know, pouring in to pull out like certain, if you educate yourself on, um, the benefits of insurance, you know, life insurance. Um, like I have a $300,000 policy. So if anything happens to me, my kids will get a check for that amount. Right. And every year it adds up like uh, 25,000. I think it gets added up a year and I only pay like $200 a month. Right. And for me paying in within five years, I'm able to borrow against that money without going through my creditors. I could, you know, so literally just educating myself. Yeah. I've also read up on that. So educating myself on the insurance, uh, way of you know living through insurance trust uh investments stocks trading um i'm hearing about minerals and owning invest investing in minerals can be a wealth transferable tool you know uh investing into gems gold diamonds uh lucrative things um and just really like taking my time to figure out different ways that i could have tangible things as long 
as well as, you know, stocks and bonds so that those, the money that is sitting in stocks and bonds, they're building interest on that. So by the time they are 18, you know, the 50,000 I had growing while they were 10 years old, by the time they're 20, it's already at 78, 80,000, you know, just by sitting in, in, growing interest. So I'm really just trying to educate them because it's hard out here. It's really hard out here for our children to start off at 18 with, you know, the way the economy going um, expected to pay 1800 in rent, be educated, pay for, you know, God forbid they have children at a young age, you know, car payments, just groceries alone, you know, and that takes away from them actually being able to, to, you know, be stable and be educate themselves because you're so worried about paying bills hell you have to have a job so how are you ed- able to go to college and educate yourself when your main focus is just to stay afloat so that's where that general wage- wealth is going to come in place you know in my eyes oh and I'm just really trying to educate myself and that was the closest thing that I thought about was the insurance right now that was real tangible for me and I'm kind of educating myself on that and, and as long as as property as well you know investing and flipping these homes you know uh, real estate things of that nature. So I don't know. I think it's lucrative and it's something to, to really take into consideration and take in and heed and really get the ball rolling with because the way this world, you don't want your kids to be left out here with nothing, you know, and, and that's that's just that. So is there like a certain amount of money that you think you should leave for um, – well, this is, I guess, this is when you leave that you leave because you're gone. So you've left. But is there like a certain amount that you think you need to leave? Well, I don't I necessarily don't think it's a certain amount, but I do want them to be financially prepared. So meaning, you know, the way the economy is going right now to get a four year college degree, if you want to be a real professional, it's about 80,000. Right. And then on top of that, if you think about just being able to purchase a home or putting money down on a home. So I, I don't know, like sufficiently, at least leaving them a quarter of a million dollars per child would be sufficient. I mean, they should be able if I, you know if they are knowledgeable enough on how to maintain wealth and being educated on the value of a dollar and how to, you know, not just be so fruitful with your money. Cause right now, you know, I, the first, the first step is for me to implement the power of a dollar, you know, cause so many, even me today, I'll just, hell, I blow money. You know what I mean? It's nothing. I'll get it again, you know, but to actually have the the knowledge and, and be wise enough to, you know, save a dollar. If you don't need it, why buy it, you know? Um, so, but yeah, like 250K maybe per child and hopefully they can take the realms and be able to to add on to that and they be knowledgeable enough about how to flip that. Hell, if we, like we said back in the day, how you going to flip that? How you going to flip, how you going to flip 50 to 100, you know? So. Hey, Danisha. Hi, sorry guys. I had a, technical, I had a technical difficulty. How is, how is everyone? We're fine. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. We were talking about generational wealth, which honestly, I think that if you can afford to, um, another way to build generational wealth or get your kids started on a good path, if you can afford to put 50 or or $100 in a savings account for them every week or every two weeks, depending on how much you get paid, if you can actually afford to do that, by the time your kid's 18, depending on when you started, that's already going to be at least 20000 40000 depending on how frequently you put it into a savings account and you know savings account accumulate interest so but um 
Well, actually, generational wealth isn't—it's not a specific amount of money that is that's considered generational wealth, but it's anything that you give to the next generation. So you were here talking about teaching them how to give it, but what about us giving it to them? We're we're not talking right now about us giving it to them. We're talking about what we're leaving them. But how are we gonna give them some generational wealth? If we're, you know, I need you to practice what you preach. So, and besides real estate and whatnot, like you say, college, college is creating generational wealth, regardless of what anybody believes that most people that get their college degrees are whatever field they're going into that that is an investment in their future. And um, sometimes us in the black community don't feel like that's what it is, but everybody else seems to be out here winning and they're doing it because they're the racial wealth gap is as far as the, according to the federal reserve, the <laughs> we can't talk today. The statistics are showing the disparities in wealth. Black families have a median wealth of 24,000 to $24,100 a year. Hispanic families have $36,100 a year. And white families have $188,200 a year. And it's an unfair situation and it puts some at a disadvantage when it comes to creating generational wealth. But there is things that we can do about it. So yeah, we're teaching our kids, but since no, a lot of us didn't get that, and I'm not going to lie and say that I wasn't one of those because my mother owns a house. And um, so she passed that on. When I was growing up, there was this thing on Fridays where we used to have a bank day. And we used to put money in a bank and the school would take it to the bank, Farmers and Mechanics Bank back in the day. So now somewhere like a lot of things, it has gotten dropped because this, like I said earlier, this is not something new. But the way people talk now today, creating, genera creating generational wealth is beginning to sound like this is something new too. But it's really not new. It just maybe skipped over a couple generations. Well, first off, I think we need to just educate and and start with the basics because generational wealth is it's 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 starting with educating our youth on the importance of saving your money because even generational wealth can even come from just putting money up for a year. You're going to build interest on that money, right? The power of investments, the power of stocks and trading. That's how money multiply, and that's how it's going to not be able to get you know deplete it so fast when you educate yourself on just the meaning just investments you know investing investing um saving being you know frugal you know the little the little nest the little things you know um i'm teaching my young children right now they get allowance for doing chores now so every time they get five dollars every friday they want to spend it hey i mean have you ever thought about just saving it you know and letting it add up, you know, so just even putting that little bug in their ear about just saving money, you know, but so if they're if your kids don't see you do it, why would you think they would do it? Um, just because you I'm not saying you personally, but where what about it is good to educate the kids. But first, we got to get educated. 
Exactly. That's and, that's where I'm going with it. Like right. everyone just really needs to just kind of educate themselves, start building that the importance of really just having wealth. And what does wealth mean? You know, wealth means a lot. Wealth means having a reserve, you know, having 10,000 that you can go in and grab from if necessary, you know, having a savings account, having a bank account, having your reserves, you know. So I, I, that's what I truly believe that we got to get to the core of that first because we get money don't act like you know us as african americans we are the number one spending power in in the trillions and the the trillions so we get money it's just that we don't have the concept of saving and and we haven't got that investing in ourselves because like you said we are the number one consumers we are we have trillions of dollars in buying power but And I tell people that's not wealth. That's what you are able to spend as a whole, but that's not your wealth. You don't have nothing. You don't have no stores. You don't have nothing back. Little kids is not even out here selling Kool-Aid. It's a few of them out there. And then the other kids is looking at them crazy because they out there trying to sell Kool-Aid and popsicles and stuff. Those kids that I see during the summer, I'm like, yeah, them kids are going to make it. These other kids that are laughing probably that's the power of creating multiple streams of income you know putting those values in your your children ear okay you want to be a doctor but what else you want to do you know the the mere being of just a a entrepreneur you know if if you're interested in and drawing and you're you have a knack for selling things create something you know build a brand you know so just really uh investing and promoting to to your children and letting them know that the sky is the limit because it's, it's going to take two we can't always just leave that's going to be generational wealth in itself with educating our children because they're going to grow up they have they have way more access to things than we ever had you know so you know our moms didn't leave us you know like when my mom passed away i didn't get 250k i didn't get a house you know um when my grandma passed away i didn't get any of those things you know but the value would have been for them to even just sit down with me and talk about the importance of saving or building a bank account or investments, you know, that they were educated on, you know, minerals or, or stocks and bonds or investing in Google, you know, that shit was just new back, you know, back when 20 years ago, you know, invest in certain brands and just, you know, just the concept of that. Well, sometimes people work with the best that they got to work yes, with. Yes, that's so, what I'm yeah. saying. So we exactly. got to invest in ourselves and start speaking that into our, our children as well, you know. But even for the community, I mean, because first of all, education is a part of an investment in generational wealth. And, and like you said, white kids, they know that they're going to college when they leave high school. Black kids are like, hopefully, hope I make it through high school because it's not being poured into them that education is important. Well, I can go get my GED. Well, who waits four years in high school to turn around? I mean, you, to me, because as an older person now in my life, time is a valuable asset. And I was like, you sat up in school for four years and what happened? So, um, and then not wanting to move forward after that, it's like, well, I didn't like school or it was so-and-so. Okay, well, whatever. But you're not investing in your future because I mean, our community's not investing because we're not encouraging kids to go to school. These kids, it's a lot of kids over in North Minneapolis running around during the day when it's school hours and that's part of their wealth also. So, um, 
Dadesha, how you doing? Good. I, I just I'm listening and taking that. You know, I'm the controversial one, so I'm just listening. <laughs> I am just listening and taking it all in. So for me, with generation, I like I own my house. I do. I own my house, and um, it's something that you know was definitely big for me. But then it was, it was like, oh, okay, I own a house. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It wasn't something where it's like I thought about leaving it to my kids, right? For me, it's it's an asset. So it's like, okay, I can I can liquidate it if I ever needed money or whatever the case may be. So I have just like different, for me, I feel like a lot of things stem from mental health. And I, I'm going to probably talk about this every time we have a conversation together because I feel like the educational part of it is important, but um, I told my kids this all the time and, and for me, school is important, but it, school wasn't always for me. So a lot of things that I have accomplished has been, you know, um, certificates, licenses and different trades and different things like that, th- things that I knew that I could use throughout my life. I know so many people, I mean, and Cecilia, I, I like, I super admire you. Every time I talk to someone about you, I'm just like, you know, this lady is just so dope. Um, but for me, it was like school was like, mm, I know so many people with degrees, they don't use their degrees. And then you read about um, these different philanthropists that uh, start businesses and didn't finish the eighth grade. So it's like, you know, you I tell I told my kids this all the time, like you need a degree to work for somebody, but you don't need one to build something for yourself. So you let that sink in and whatever you decide you want to do with your life, that's that's up to you. But Make sure that, you know what I'm saying, you're always clear-minded with good intentions and that you're a good person with doing it. Like, you don't have to be a shitty person to to get to where you need to go. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm generational. I, I, I definitely I definitely want to put, I, I'm, I'm looking more into trust, though. So, trust for me is really big right now um, because that's where, that's where you have the money at. But I definitely have life insurance policies on myself, on my children, um, accidental health, accidental death and things like that. Like I have all of that on myself because you just never know what, what may happen. And yeah, if something was to happen to me or, you know, when, when my number is called and my life insurance policy is, you know, pulled and my kids get the money, do I, do I want them to do something well with it? Absolutely. But if they chose to go to a strip club and throw the money in the air, that's on them. Like I gave you something. I I don't know. I don't know. I I guess I don't think about it too deep like that because, you know, the whole world is just rooted around money, even with just everything that's going on in the world. And if you've been watching the news and so you know what the, the new world order and all that's going on, it's like, we're so, we're so headstrong with get this, obtain this, do this, be this, have this, right? But mental health fails, we don't live, we're just, you know, we're just surviving. And even the even the people that have generational wealth, like the 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 white folk, right? Like even them that, you know, got it off the backs of whatever. But even those people are sad and depressed and angry and tyrants. And it's just like, is money that important to make you become that person? Well, it it really isn't. And and all said and done, the the main factor behind all this is to not struggle, right? Because at the right. end of the day, financial stability matters, right? Because everything costs. Everything is about 
money and we know that that's how you know the money's the root to all evil but money is also the way that the world is ran right you got to pay for rent you have to pay for your mortgage you have to pay for food you have to pay for clothing and you have to pay for everything so everything is is it's cost it costs right so you have to be able to be sustainable and be able to have stability right and if not i think that comes with a lot of mental depression and all that when it's not equally yoked so just the the mere instance of creating that concept in your children okay maybe you can be an entrepreneur and maybe you don't have to go to college but you have to have some type of educational background and wits about yourself to be able to obtain capital you just have to obtain capital in today's society right wrong or indifference we it's not like a hundred years ago where we can live off the land we can go build a tent and we're fine right no right now today you <laughs> have you to, can though you you, you you definitely still can do that you, you yeah well you definitely still can do that like i don't i think absolutely yeah you have to have it but at the same time, if you know if you know how to get it to to make sure you are sustained, right? And who's to say the the richest people are the loneliest people? Them them niggas be killing themselves. They be killing themselves. They be hanging themselves. Drug overdoses. They they're lonely in a room full of people because no one loves them. And the and the richest people in the world, I believe, are the poorest people because they have people around them that genuinely loves them, not for who they are, not for what they can give them and things like that. So, you know, I, I, I guess like if you, if you, I, with me and my kids, it's like, I didn't just fish for them and then feed them. I I'm teaching them how to fish so that they can feed themselves for the rest of their lives. But I want them to be happy doing it though. Like I don't want them to go fishing and it's just a robotic thing. Like, okay, I got to fish today. I got to fish today. I got to fish today. Well, you know, know, mental illness is mental illness and financial stability. You can't have it all, right? But at at the mere instance, you definitely have to be able to be financially savvy, right? And that's what being rich, poor, educational, mentally stable, well, and all the above, right? But at the end of the day, you definitely have to be financially stable because that will keep you afloat like for instance mental depression and all that that stem from not being financially secure with most people you know stressed out how the fuck am i pay this next bill how the hell am i get these kids into school and college you know how come this and that so it, it just it all entwine it intertwines with one another you well, know you have some things are it depends well well, depends on the person. Uh, everybody, some people want a hundred million dollars. Some people want to carry Louis Vuitton. Some people's happy carrying a fossil. Um, but it just depends on that person. And then and the mental, as far as the mental health piece, I guess it's what are you teaching your kids? Because how much does a person really need to yeah. live? and be happy but and money don't buy happiness now we well, all know yeah, that. how much does it cost you to live and to survive or be sustainable or whatever because at the end of the day we're trying to build generational wealth for the next generation like i said in the beginning not for my children but for my children's children to be able to pass that forward but also some good ethics as well and we kind of hit upon almost all of the 10 top 10 uh the top 10 um 
ways to build generational wealth. I think the only one that we missed, well, build a business to pass down. We talked about that. We talked about the life insurance, invest in your child's education, um, teach your children about personal finance. We did talk about creating multiple streams of income or paying yourself while also giving off gifts and paying off debt. Paying off debt builds generational wealth because when you die, that's what they say, debt, it's um, guaranteed, taxes and debt. Those are the two things. When you're dead, you're still going to owe taxes and your family's going to be responsible for those taxes. So if you're not leaving any debts, that's part of a way to pay off or to create generational wealth because you're not leaving something for somebody else to clean up behind you. Yeah. Well, we all know health is wealth right now in today's society. Health is is the and is wealth. You know, mental health is a really big thing. But in everyone else's eyes, money is what makes everything go round, right? So you just have to have a healthy balance with it, with it all. Even with our children, we have to teach them how to be financially savvy if they want to be, you know, if they want to be even in the playing field, because now, right now today, like literally you have to pay for everything and it is not a game. You know what I mean? It's not, it's just not a game. You have to play, you have to pay for where you eat, where you sleep, where you go, you know, it's just, so that's just the mindset that we need to instill in them. And then how could they be, how can we get them there and stay there? Because right now they're lacking that. Like right now, my daughter, she doesn't even, she, she wants to go to work. And when she go to work, soon she get her money. I say, save half, put half in your savings account. She can't, I mean, for the life of her, she won't do that. You know what I mean? Like it's just teaching them the importance of being able to pull back in. You know, I, I, Having a reserve, for instance, like right now I have a reserve, you know, I, I, I have a financial put away for if anything happened, I'm able to grab capital, right? Ten, like actual cash, you know, so you have to be able to know that that you have to have that, you know, because you just don't know even though we know it's not that important and it shouldn't be that way and money don't make you happy, but when it realistically you have to have that, you know, you have to be. Well, it depends on what a person's trying to buy too, because everything, everybody doesn't want the same thing. Like I said, fossil Louis Vuitton, everybody don't want that. And another way for you to build generational wealth is to. Well, it's not even about that either. It's not about tangible things. It's about even just buying and paying for your land. If you own your home, if you're if your heat water heater book grow out, that's a five hundred. That's a a thousand to fifteen hundred dollar cost that you have to be on top. Especially with living in Minnesota. Well, you know, for you to build to continue to build generational wealth, one way is to buy your kids or your grandchild's first home. Buy their first home for them. That will help them to build generational wealth. So, um, I don't know that part about the water heaters and whatnot. Um, I was like, especially you know, because that's not true. You got to have a homeowner's warranty. You got to have water everywhere, but. That was just something I threw out there. But I, <laughs> yeah, I was like, but... if something breaks down in your home, you know, and you need an immediate fix, you have to have cash on hand to pay for that. Yeah. So it then, really basically uh, it's loopholes for everything, though. Like, 
Well, it these depends on ain't talking on nothing. It's loopholes. But it, yeah, it's true. But there is also depending on what is your mindset, what are you thinking? Because we all, I mean, one, two, three, five of us on here, four of us. We all don't look at generational wealth the same way. Because like I said, my mom owns a house. I, and she's still here, but my mom has always owned things. She showed me double up on them payments, pay it off quicker. So I don't have the same thing that you have, Vita, because you said that wasn't left for you, but those things were pointed out to me. So I try hard to keep a house and try hard to pay things off because part of my wealth that I don't have, depending on who's doing the looking, is that I don't owe out a bunch of stuff. So when it time comes time for me to make waves or be on the next spot. Like Najee said, I'm leaving, trying to leave a legacy for my grandchildren too. So that's my build. That's my contribution to building generational wealth for my children is to do it for the grandchildren. And then hopefully all these kids that I have left that have children, because Nick said he's not, <laughs> but they will do the same for their grandchildren so that there's always, like you said, there's that little nest egg. The nest egg is them. So that's not Najee's kids. They're, I'm, they're my nest egg that I'm building into, but Najee's going to build into Cartier and Kimura's children, hopefully. So uh, I'm building into my kids and their kids. Well, you're going to build it. You're giving it to your kids now. This is why when I say to my kids and she said, I don't care, I'm not leaving them nothing because I've given them my whole life that I've given this to them. I, everything I've done, the good, the bad, the ugly has been for my kids. But now what I do now that's the good is going towards those the. The kids, the kids that not that I didn't give birth to, they're the future. So those kids, these grandchildren that I have will be like, well, my grandmother did so and so and so and so. And my mom learned this from my grandmother. I kind of just kind of like passing out a sweet potato pie recipe or something. You learned how to cook this from your mother. Your mother learned how to cook it from the grandmother. And so it got passed forward. Well, my my generational wealth that I, I I intend to leave with my children is really, it's it's capital. You know, it's land, it's things of that nature. I just don't want them to go through what I had to go through with student loans, for instance. You know what I mean? Not being able to own my own home right out. You know, I I want them to be able to explore their options without have to worry about the financial aspect of you know, just trying to get to where they want to be. You know, if they want to be a lawyer, hell, I want to be able to leave them 80000 So they, you know, the first four or five years they're in college, they don't have to worry about taking out loans. You know, maybe, you know, they're not going to be savvy enough to get all these grants. And, you know, I'm going to help through, through that too. But if, you know, God forbid that they have to work that extra mile, they don't have to worry about, you know, future debts or, you know, just, the mindset, you know, I, I want to leave them with the mindset of how to be able to get that, how to be able to, because it, it, it's never, it's never necessarily all about money. You know, I just, financial wealth is, is that, but generational wealth is just knowing how to navigate the system, knowing what to do, how to do it, how to save, how to, you know, reach out for grants, how to, you know, 
own your own home and and make sure that you know you can pull out the equity and this is for that and you know so educating myself to educate them so they don't struggle in the future you know well, and that and that's just what my that's what I think of when I think of well, uh, generational wealth as you know? far as like the way people <laughs> that like let's say Donald Trump or somebody see a lot of people don't understand that. So right now, to tell you the truth, I'm worth almost three quarters of a million dollars. That's because, and Donisha's probably worth more than that because that's what her home is worth. She don't have that money. That is the asset. And people continued, yeah, you you have assets and people with your businesses, they don't own the businesses. What they have, that car is in the business name so that, that's not messing with them because that car is in their business name. So why do they need to go buy another car? They got a whole car in their business, things like those things and um, putting things into the business. But how do we pass on the generational wealth besides the teaching? There's ways to pass it on, like create an estate plan. Because first of all, if you die, depending on what state you live in, Wisconsin doesn't have inheritance tax, but Minnesota does. I don't know what Texas has, but you didn't have no will. So somebody's going to take over because you did not have that. So now that just costs some cost the people, the family or whoever you're, the generation you're passing it on. That just costs them because now somebody else is stepping in. Look at Prince. He didn't leave no will. And I don't even know if his money's distributed yet, but and he didn't have no children. He didn't have no kids. He didn't have no wife. So he left a lot of, um, what's that word I want to say? I don't want to say chaos, but I want to say conflict. And it probably was some chaos afterwards and whatnot, because now you got to go down and figure out who does his money go to, who's his family. But the state of Minnesota had to step up in there. on, And he had a lot of stuff. Well, he had a lot of money. He got more money than I had. So write a will. Make a will. If you have some children, make a will. But if, you know, creating... Well, you have to have plan. stuff to give to make a will, too. Well, <laughs> you know, you... like when my first husband passed away, he, he didn't own too much. You know what I'm saying? So, But you was like... his wife, though. So he, he had a wife, though, and he had some kids. Whatever little or nothing that he had, it that, was, that was going to come to you guys. Yeah, it did come to me, whatever. Well, yeah, you know, because you, he, but and... Prince didn't have that. And I mean, little can turn into big, but you got to have a will. And if you have or create an estate plan so that it's easy, the larger your estate, the more complicated the plan is going to be if you have an estate plan. So if you have several, my goal is to have oodles of houses for all my grandchildren. So not only... I will have an estate plan or definitely a will because I don't want, there won't be nothing to fight about. And people are going to fight regardless if you have nothing. And that's usually when people fight the most, when there is nothing. They all fight. Like, give me his toenails or something like that. Or what about that little nose ring of his? I didn't get that. They gave it to so-and-so. Um, but you also need to set up some custodial accounts for your children too, because you already know. Or name some beneficiaries for the accounts because you know that our kids, well, my kids are grown, but y'all's kids are small. That they might not be old enough to touch that money if something were to happen to you. 
the trust the, the trust you can have things inside it's like yes that that's what definitely everything that i have and everything that i want delegated to everyone so there's no mistake of what they may think that mama dunny want to know this is what i want you to have this is what i want you to have this is what I no, it's all going to be within in the trust and inside of that trust is going to have some more information because you can you can build a trust up to a lot of things. It, it's just not the house asset. It, it's, it's not just the business asset. You don't have to have a trust for everything. It's my estate and everything within my trust estate is going to. Yeah. So, yeah, that trust, you can you can definitely yeah, do some work. It's set out right away. Even if you yeah, like she said, even if you don't got money, okay, I'm putting away this over here and this is gonna be in trust for a mirror. Cause my grandkids is not grown. And the odds are, well, I plan to live to be 120, but if I don't get there, the little kids like Kamora and them, I possibly may not see them in their 30s, but their stuff will be in trust. Those houses that I plan for them. Or whatever, the house is a city might want to run a freeway through it. But if they did, that money will be in trust for Kamara until she's 25. Because I was like, I need, and she ought to be glad that I don't make her be 30. But <laughs> like, just because you might do something stupid at 25. I did stupid so yeah. tonight. No, yeah, that's true. That. Yeah. No, that's true though, because I worked in, I worked for an, 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 an annuity company and I worked in claims. And so, these these older people will leave the grandkids right so like and the lady will call in um and say well the my my dad left my daughter this money she's 24 she overdosed she she took the money and she just went crazy and just did drugs and she overdosed so how do we get the money now like what happens you know what i mean so right. that's that's true that's true like that's smart i didn't think about that Oh, yeah. And then, like I said in the beginning, especially for minorities, when we talked about the disparities in the median wealth, that, yeah, we do. Like I said, it is unfair, but we, Vita's all, she's already saying, we need to have good intentions about financial literacy for the children and negotiating better pay, paying down debts. But did you know that 70% of families lose the wealth they built in the second generation? And then 90% lose it in the third because the kids weren't taught. They weren't. It wasn't. They just was. They didn't have the financial They just gave them the money and thought that they could carry it on. But no, it's more to that. You know, you have to educate them on the value of currency and what money is and how you could have money work for you and not work for it you know that's go along with the investments figuring out investing in minerals that's what them white folks do they invest in insurance they put all their money into an insurance policy and pull out from that because they don't grow entrance on that you know if they die it just come out from the interest they million dollar policy hell if i borrowed a hundred thousand then my kids are getting nine hundred thousand versus the million you know things of that nature you know and i don't i don't owe any interest on that hundred thousand and I, I was able to take that hundred thousand out buy that buy a house that generated another million you know so just really educating yourself on how to have that dollar work for you you know it's, it's one thing to get it but it's 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 another thing on how to keep it you know and how to navigate through that so that's that that's my big goal and plan to build generational wealth for my children i'm really trying to instill in them you know now that i'm 40 and i got a better head on my shoulder i really am 
trying to get the concept down or how I don't want to be, you know, financially stable. I want to be financially free, you know, where I don't have to worry about, you know, my next bill or if I wanted to go buy this home or how could I do who's going to loan me the money and how. No, I want to be able to pull an asset from here to to place it in here to grow this, you know, so. And that's exactly what everyone and that's what the others do. So I want to try to figure out how to get. Um, yeah, the others. <laughs> the, I'm sorry, you heard that. <laughs> I want to get. I want to figure out. You know, because they're they're not smarter than us. That's the thing. We just wasn't prevy, and we don't pick up and take the time to educate ourselves on. Who's how to not do it. smarter than us? I missed something. Um, the others. You know, the other, other how girl. How, <laughs> I, so, you know, I always want to say this and I just got to say it today. <laughs> so if whoever the others may be, um, we can't be mad and hate on them because they were the others and they did what they did because I, every day, look at African-Americans who have done great things. Madam C.J. Walker. Now, I'm telling you, like I just said, the girl, that lady was the first black millionaire. Her daughter lost her money before her mother died. Her mother died. The girl didn't even make it to 40 or 50 and she had lost her money because, and it wasn't the others that took her money. It was that she didn't know better. So you maybe it's to copy the others and it's not just white people because other people that... I, I said the others. I, I said know, others I said, I did not say you not said white, white people, but, 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 but I said maybe it's not just white people. Maybe because the the Mexicans, they're, um, the Hispanic families, their median wealth is higher than the black people's median wealth. Or the um, black family's median wealth. And that's not to count about the others, like the other brown people. Because it... Somewhere, like I said before, somewhere down the line, the ball got dropped. And yeah, now it is causing a lot of disparities right now because the ball got dropped. And now it's time to pick up the ball. But the ball. what I was going to say is that if we become like our oppressors, then we become no better than our oppressors. So there probably has to come a time where... The oppressed, the oppressed become the oppressors, and I hope that it doesn't happen for Black people. Yeah, that was just my main main focus: is that no one's better than us. Once we really figure out our niche and get and hone in on our power and figure out how to create general wealth and educate each other, each one, teach one, talk to our children about it, read upon it and do the investment. You know, it, it takes $10 to invest into something, you know, and just get that ball rolling. No one's better than us. That's get all I'm saying. Get some get Bitcoin. Some, get, get whatever you need to get. We're <laughs> get smart enough Bitcoin. to do that is all I'm trying to say. We're we're the originators on everything. We create everything. We are the Omega. So we, you know, <laughs> we have to we have to get on top of it. General waste it's not it's not far fetched. We can do this and we can have our kids financially stable, whether it be through uh land, properties, uh gold minerals whatever we decide you know investing in oil the new next big thing you know it's just it's just taking our time to educate and also to pay attention and to learn it because i'm sure that jay-z according to when he's his raps 
he is one of the richest men in the United States right now. And he wasn't, he's self-taught. So he taught, he taught himself. Then he, I'm going to hope that he's teaching his kids, but he taught himself. So we have to, like I said at the beginning, we're saying how we can teach our kids, but what about us? Because we don't know. We're in, we need to teach us too. We need to teach ourselves on how to do that. I didn't just, come, even though my mother owns a home, don't mean I just came out and started doing the, the, the right thing. Um, it took me some teaching of myself and some paying attention to other cultures and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, shoot, they got that because of that. And I'm, you know, my little trip down to Mexico last week, I'm like, you know what, everybody, I, I got to say this too, shout out to all my brown brothers and sisters down there because they all work and they're all passing it on to their families. I was like, oh, this is so sweet. But Anyway, we're just about out of time. So has anybody got anything they want to say before we close out? Uh, yeah, no. I just want to say generational wealth, is, it's it's tangible. It's something that we can do. Educating ourselves on um, being financially literate is important. And it can happen, you know. And, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. This was a great conversation. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, yeah. Najee? Yeah, I'm still here. You got something you want to say? Um, no, I'm okay. Um, how about you, Donnie? Yeah, fuck bitches, get money. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to say that Sisters Empowered, Sisters Empowered, which is the home of Boom XZ is having our first BIPOC Expo in Minneapolis on May the 20th. And we are looking for vendors and sponsors as well as volunteers. And if you want to be part of that, just hit us up at 612-293-7683. And that Boom XZ is a Sisters Empowered production. Have a good night.